Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Tuesday, June 9th. We are recording on Monday, however. And we want to remind you that this is a show that is trying to help you navigate the financial fallout from the pandemic. Had a whole weekend to chew on the unemployment data. It's all over the place. And we also have had maybe the weekend to realize that markets, meaning stocks specifically, have really done an incredible job of recovering where they were. You know, we hit this bear market low on March 23rd. I would point out to everybody that they should read Friend of the Pod, Jason Zweig's article about this. The headline in the article, this bull market isn't as big as you think, is just great. Essentially, what he is saying is that beneath the surface, a lot of stocks are down. He says, quote, most stocks are down this year, many by 20% or more. A few fortunate winners have generated big gains. And he says, this is fueling a misperception that losses have been minimal. And what he believes is that a lot of pain is underneath this index. Check this out, Mark. I love this, that he pulled the stat. Of the 3,470 stocks that are in the Wilshire 5,000 index, okay, so that's Wilshire 5,000, a broader index, and he looked at the trading between the end of last year and June 2nd. You ready for this? 73%, almost three quarters, had negative returns year to date. Okay, so before you go crazy and say, woohoo, all's done, it's not necessarily all done. And it may call into question just how sustainable the rally is or not. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Go read Jason Zweig's article. Okay, let's get to your questions. Let's start with uh, Thomas, who says, thank you in advance. I love your show. I'm seeking financial advice on where to invest my money. I'm 52. I make between $100,000, $120,000 a year. I plan to retire in about 10 years. I want to take out my invested money. Basically, I want to pull money out of my account when I'm 60 to 65. So where do I invest it? I wouldn't mind investing heavily in this time frame. Um, I want to have fun with my family. Thanks for your feedback. Okay. I need more information. I really, I mean, if you need to pull the money out, are you sure this is just money you don't need? How are you going to survive? What is it the source of your income during retirement? Do you have a pension? I need more information. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, Mel writes, I have money in a money market mutual fund. I read someplace that money markets could experience drawdowns. They're not FDIC secured. Is it safe to hold money there during these times? I'm an American who lives overseas. I have difficulties opening up regular bank accounts. Okay. So the whole point of having a money market is you want safety. And so I get that. What you really need to understand is that After the financial crisis, the protections for money market funds actually improved. So if you're worried that your company where you hold your money market is going to go broke, well, you're protected up to $250,000 for cash. So I would not worry about that. Yes, money market funds should be safe. And I certainly don't believe that we're going to see, you know, wide failures of big investment companies. So 
Try to put that in the back of your mind, okay? Gabby's 31. She makes 56 grand a year. She says, I'm still living home because I have a goal of saving enough money to have a 12-month emergency fund and to cover moving expenses. Yay! All right, Gabby says, I'm going to plan to relocate in the second quarter of 2021. My only monthly payment, 245 bucks for a federal student loan. No other debt. That's great. I only use two credit cards, which I use to help my parents with groceries, gas, and my personal expenses. I pay the full balance off each month, um, and I will complete my emergency fund goal this month. I contribute 7% of my salary to my 401k. After June, I will have additional money to add to my savings. Should I use it to open a Roth IRA or to buy stocks as a long-term investment? Why not buy a stock index fund inside of a Roth IRA as a long-term investment. That's what I would do, Gabby. I think that's a fantastic idea. You can open up a Roth IRA, any place where you can get cheap index funds. So what does that mean? That means a place like Vanguard or Schwab or T. Rowe Price or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity. These are the biggies. That's what I would do. It's a great idea. Sounds like you're really on your way. So congratulations. Okay. This is from Steve. Thanks for the daily podcast. I'll be a little sad when you return to your normal schedule. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Steve's 64. He says, I'm nearing retirement. My wife and I have more than enough money saved for retirement. Our mortgage is paid. No other commitments, no liabilities. I'm in good health no history of serious illness. I have two term life insurance policies for myself only. Each is a half a million dollars. They cost a thousand bucks a year. Okay. Each of them have four years remaining before terminating. My wife does not have life insurance. I'm considering dropping the policies and saving two grand each year. Are they a bargain at my age? Regardless of whether I need them or not, my wife would not need the additional money if I died. Do you think I should drop them? Well, I hate to put a hex on your house. So let me just say this. You don't need them, obviously, because you've already said you've got more than enough money saved for retirement. But while they're still cheap, if you just want to carry the policies for the heck of it and you want to throw the two grand, hopefully you're throwing two grand a year away, that's fine with me too. You know, again, I hate to, I hate to say, oh my God, you don't need it. And you drop dead tomorrow because it would be nice to have them. So it's not, they're not that expensive. You might want to keep it for the next four years. After that, you will not need them. And so do not renew them. And um, if you did want to save two grand a year just for fun and you want to blow these policies out, you don't need them. That's okay. Really, it's a preference. You don't need it financially, which is good. Harold writes, I'm 65. I'll be retiring in the next two to four months. I have a traditional IRA. It's valued at a little over a million dollars. This is balanced at about 32% in cash, some short-term CDs, the remainder, about two-thirds of this, in stocks and ETFs. My financial advisor seems to think this is about what it should be given the close to 0% interest rates right now. I'm worried that I'm too heavily invested in stocks, especially in these unprecedented times and perhaps because we're on the verge of a substantial recession. With the addition of both mine and my spouse's social security, I feel confident we should have enough money to last us through our retirement. That is unless the economy and the stock markets crash. What do you think? Okay, Harold, here's a good question for you. Why don't you go back to this financial advisor who says he's an advisor and say, would you mind running 
my retirement scenario, because that's what someone should be doing for you. Could you run my retirement scenario and see what it looks like for me to be in 50% short-term CDs and 50% in stocks and see whether or not your retirement looks just fine with a more balanced portfolio? If it does, then why not do it? In other words, why take more risk than you need to take? And if this person does not actually run retirement numbers, then this is not really a financial advisor. This is a stockbroker. This is a salesperson. And even a salesperson, my God, I think that that person should probably be able to run these numbers for you as well. But I think you're right. I think you probably have too much risk. And why do that if you don't have to? Okay. Okay, that's it. That is the show for today. So um, tomorrow, which will be in your feed on Wednesday, we'll um, we'll be concluding the second day of the Federal Reserve's two-day meeting. I don't expect a lot of big changes coming out of that. But if you do have a financial question, and maybe you've got a refinancing question, and maybe you've got a tax question because taxes are coming up, please feel free to send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. And you can always subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google, anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. Please pass it along. It really does help us. And of course, please wash your hands, wear those masks, maintain your social distancing, lift somebody up today. Thank you, Mark, for always putting out a beautiful podcast. We're distributed by Cadence 13. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.